Welcome to Connection with Brian and Nicole Wright. Hi, welcome to Connection with Brian and Nicole. <laughs> we are just thrilled. I started to say tickled pink, but I don't like pink. We're thrilled that you're here. <laughs> welcome. We're, Go ahead. I'm welcoming them. Good, let them know. He's trying to steal my thunder. Did you see that? I have visual and audio proof. <laughs> no, we're having fun, but we really are happy that you're here. Um, we are on our last week of Reset, yeah. and it's going to be awesome. So Amen. hang on to your britches. <laughs> Pastor Sandy. Hey, Pastor Sandy. Hi, Pastor Sandy. She liked it when you said that last time. So. Oh, yeah. That was just for you. I did that on purpose. <laughs> I can't lie, I didn't, but, you know, hang on to your britches anyways, Pastor Sandy. <laughs> it's a good one. We, uh, we've we talked all uh, about the different aspects of Reset, yep. and it's been great. And today I'm kind of, I'm a little bit sad to be finishing up because as we've gone back through this, it's really been powerful. Yeah. And um, I know as I've watched the uh, shows and listened to them, as we've gone over the different parts of Reset, man, I've just been reinvigorated uh, to get into the intimacy with God. And today we're talking about reset to majority. And uh, on reset to majority, we uh, want to talk about what happens when we actually start to reset. What what things do we get into when we are obedient to the Lord to move into a reset? And reset you know, is an intimacy with God. It's knowing God. This was the bottom line. This is what Jesus wanted us to get to. And once we start to do that and we reset that intimacy with God, there's some fruit in that. Yeah. So uh, that's what we're going to be talking about today is what is that fruit? And uh, would you like to go ahead? Yeah. You want to open with prayer? Well, we can. Yeah. Okay. Have at it. <laughs> <laughs> Father, we thank you today. We thank you for your love and your blessings and your mercy upon us, Lord. And Father, we just pray that you would speak through Brian and I and just minister to anyone and everyone here in this, Lord. And Father, as we connect with each other, help us first and foremost to connect with you and draw people to that true connection with you. And we just praise you for it. We yeah. thank you that we are resetting to an intimacy with you that will just change our lives. And we praise you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Well, why don't we um, just quickly go over what reset is and yeah. uh, then move into that and the proofs and then finish up with it. So. Yeah. Um, well, just to recap, reset is a continuous heavenly spiritual fellowship with our Father. And what we've talked about in the past is you can have a relationship and not have fellowship. So, you know, we've got a piece of paper that says Brian and I are husband and wife. Right. Um, but there are lots of people out there that are husband and wife that have no fellowship, that have no intimacy. So reset is having that continuous heavenly spiritual fellowship with the Father. It's talking to him on a daily basis. It's sharing your heart with him. He already knows it. So you know, there's no reason to, you know, to hold back or to not share with him because he wants you to come to him in that intimate relationship, talking to him like he's right there with you because he is. Um, and resets not feelings or warm and fuzzies. It's an unconditional giving back and forth between you and God. You know, God has a desire to love on us, and he wants us to love on him too. Yeah. You know, he wants you being goofy with him. He wants you on your... <laughs> 
on your worst days to cry out to him, and he wants you, you know, on some days to just profess your love for him. But you know what? This is something I've had a hard time with in the past is being on the receiving end of that. Right. You know, I can, I can praise God all day long and talk about all the goodness that he has given to me and bestowed upon me and how awesome he is, but we have to remember that it really is a back-and-forth relationship. Right. He wants to love on us, and we have to remember that. Um, but whether we're feeling it or not, he's always doing it. So we can't just go by those warm and fuzzy feelings. Yeah. Um, and then reset is going back to our first love of God before corruption set in. You know, when we kind of um, compared that to when you first got saved, you know, I remember when I was sitting at the dinner table with Brian and his family and they led me to Christ and man, I could have conquered the world. <laughs> you know, I remember I grabbed their, um, their phone and I ran in the bathroom and I called my mama. I'm like, guess what I did? And all I wanted to do was tell the world about Jesus and who he was to me now and what I was in him. And I mean, I was ready to set the world on fire for him. And we have to, you know, realize reset is going back to that. God didn't change. All those promises didn't change. Nothing changed except for little by little, we let the world creep in. We let our eyes see stuff, and that changes our perception. But the word of God is always true. We are still just as alive in him today as the day that we receive him. And those yes. promises are just alive in us as the day we learned of them. You yeah. know, so reset is going back to that first love of God and just choosing, and it's a choice. It's choosing each day to be that in love with God as we were the day that we learned of his love for us. Yeah. Amen. We, and, you know, we used Revelation chapter 2 as a basis for reset <coughs> where uh, Jesus is talking to the church at Ephesus and he's basically showing them, hey, look, you're doing a great job. You're, yeah. doing, you're doing a really good job, but I have something against you. And he says th that you've left your first love. And as we went into it, we found out that that first love really was an intimacy with God. That first yeah. love was a reset fellowship with God. And Jesus said, look, if you don't go back to that, then I'm going to have to remove you out of your place. So as important as doing good works was, good works was not as important That's as right. being intimate with God. That's actually what he paid for. So as a Christian, you know, we have a responsibility to walk in an intimacy. Yes. If we're not walking in an intimacy, then we're missing the empowerment and the power that God's given us to move into the fullness of what he has for us. So um, he says to do that, remember from where you have fallen, repent or else turn around and then do the deeds that you did at first so uh we you know liken that to you know falling in love for the first time and and i know in our in our marriage we've had high moments we've had some low moments but i know that the lord has really challenged me to in our marriage to look at nicole like i did when we first met uh to remember <laughs> And thank you. She, she's like, oh, blinking her eyes. Nice. <laughs> so thank you for getting me off track. We're, we're trying to do something important I'm trying here. to help set the mood. <laughs> set the mood. <laughs> but the Lord challenged me to go back and start remembering, you know, be amazed by her. I remember we went on an anniversary cruise, and uh, the Holy Spirit just challenged me just to watch her, just look at her, just think about her. And it changed me. Yeah. Well, when we start applying that to God and we just look at who he is, 
and we just think about him and we just you know expect from him all of a sudden this relationship starts starts reconnecting again and all of a sudden we start having feelings that we haven't had for a while about god this is reset this is the intimacy with god and we've got to maintain this and it's he's always maintaining it with us it's us that break that fellowship at times but when we do that there are certain things that happen uh, all of a sudden, we have the proofs of reset. Uh, the proofs of reset are three things. Number one, when you get in an intimacy with God, an intimate fellowship, a reset fellowship, the number one proof is this. You, you're in the presence of God. You're, you're carrying some of the presence of God. Number two, you're in the presence of God. You start to get to know him. All of a sudden, you don't just ask him about frivolous things, about anything right. that you want. Your prayers become pointed, mm-hmm. and they become pointed to the heart of God. Yeah. Well, now you're not just asking anything. You're asking uh, requests of God that are after his heart, and you're in his presence. Those prayers start to get answered. You start to see them all answered, and then that kind of stuff starts happening. You get in the presence of God. Your prayers start getting answered. You can't help but tell somebody about it. That's the proof that you're in a reset fellowship. But uh, this is the question that I want to ask today is, have you ever felt like you were going through this life? Have you ever felt like you were just alone? That you were alone in this walk? And I know I have. Uh, Yeah. Have you? I I think everybody has at some point or another because... We do. You know, anytime we've done that, it's always been because we've taken our eyes off him, you know. Um, And it's as simple as turning back around. He's always there. But, you know, we we momentarily let the world. I know I did a couple of years ago. I had um, 2014 was a rough year for me. And we had a lot going on personally in our lives and a lot going on within the church and the ministry and everything. And I got to the end of it and realized that I just feel like I'm completely alone in this world. And which is absolutely insane because, you know, obviously, you know, Brian and I have a great relationship. We've got three kids, so I am never alone. Um, (laughs) You know, we've got a great ministry and, you know, lots of people, but I just felt all alone. Right. And I, I cried out to God one day and I was like, why do I feel this way? There's people all around me. And he's like, where am I in your life? And I realized that I was so busy, which is what Brian was pointing to, the yeah, good works. Doing the work. I was so busy trying to do those good works that I forgot to fellowship with my father. I forgot to have that intimate relationship yeah. with him. And, but, I mean, it was, it was quick. As soon as I realized, it's like, I'm so sorry, Father. Yeah. And I turned my eyes back to him, and he was right there the whole time. Yeah. arms wide open. He never once smacked me on the hand, how dare you? He just asked, where am I? Oh, yeah. God, I want you to be right here. Yeah. I want you to be the first thing I see. And as soon as I realized that and I turned to him, everything else fell in line. You know, that doesn't mean there weren't fleshly things that I had to correct. I had made... Um, errors in the way I did things, you know, but he showed me lovingly. He said, you know, baby, why don't you try this? And it was right there. He was there the whole time. He guided me to what I needed to do. As soon as I reset that fellowship and that connection. Yeah. 
Well, and see, that's just it. When we start to reset, well, the thing that really happens is uh, we move into that intimacy with God. Yeah. We are very so very quickly reminded that Jesus made this promise to us, I'll never leave you that's nor right. forsake you. And so instantly uh, we become, although it may even be just one of us, instantly we become a majority with Christ. Amen. That's the beauty of it. Instantly, as soon as we turn to Jesus, we go from being all alone and by ourselves to being a majority. Yeah. And then that's not the end of it. But imagine if I reset and you reset and you reset and others reset. Now we move into something that's even stronger. Because it's not just you and Jesus and the world. Now we're moving as the body of Christ. Mm -hmm. And there's a couple of scriptures uh, that we wanted to look at. And, and one is Ecclesiastes 4, 9. It says this. Two are better than one because they have a good return for their labor. That's in the New American Standard. In the New Living it says this. Two people are better off than one for they can help each other succeed they can help each other so now if if we will follow obedience to go back to our first love and reset with christ not only are do you instantly become a majority with jesus but now two of us can get together in that intimacy in that fellowship with christ together and the word tells us he gives us a promise that we will help each other mm -hmm. succeed in in other words a lot of times I know that um, the world really pushes us almost to be an island. You yeah. know, it pushes us to isolate ourselves. The world constantly has taught us really from the time we were very little to isolate ourselves, uh, to be uh, independent, you know. Uh, but the, the Lord has really set this up for it to be an interdependence on him and the others around us. And I know several years ago, the Lord you know, told me this. I, every time I would have an issue, I'd constantly kind of be looking up to God, looking up to God, looking up to God. And the Lord was really teaching me that a lot of my answers were going to come through other people. Yeah. So as we all turn towards God into that intimacy, we have the ability now to help each other succeed as we become really a unified part of his body. And there's even more uh, in Leviticus. You want to read those? Yeah, Leviticus 26.3 says, If you follow my decrees and are careful to obey my commands, and then it jumps to Leviticus 7, 26, 7 through 9, but you will chase your enemies, and they will fall before you by the sword. Five of you will chase a hundred, and a hundred of you will chase ten thousand, and your enemies will fall before you by the sword. So I will turn towards you and make you fruitful and multiply you, and I will confirm my covenant with you. Um, and, you and we wrote down here, a small group of reset believers very quickly becomes the majority. Yeah. You know, and too often the world says, make a name for yourself. <laughs> you know, go out there and, you know, make a name for yourself. If you're not going to promote you, who will? That is not the way no. God called it. God no. says, I've given each of you gifts. You know, I've called each of you. We are, we as a whole are the body. You know, so that means if we are the body, then there are giftings that Brian has that I don't have. Right. You know, and, and the world will look at that. Well, he's no better than you. He, he's not. But I'm no better than him either. But together we are great. Yeah. Because 
who wants to have to do it all? Yes. You know? Yeah. And that's where so much of the world feels like they have the weight of the world on their shoulders. Like, I've got to do it all myself. Yes. You know, I've, I grew up hearing that. You know, if you want it done right, do it yourself. And that's, it, it. logically to the world, it may sound right, but it's not. No. You know, we are here to lift each other up. And there is a comfort in knowing I can't do it all. Yeah, and you, know? you don't have to. And I and I don't have to. Yeah. You know, there are things where ladies will call me for counsel, and you know, if they need something medical, then you know, I text them. You know what? I think this is right, but let's call my friend who's a nurse. You know, where if they need to rent a car, I know just the place you need to go, and I'll call my friend. Or if they need something that I don't know, you know what? Here's what I know about the word, but Brian has a great revelation on this. Right. Let me point you to him. And there's a comfort in knowing that it's okay to say I don't know. Yeah. Because it's not just me. I don't have to carry that weight. I can lean on other people and relax in knowing that we have each other's back and yeah. that we together make up the body. It's That's a right. it's a beautiful union. Well, yeah, well, and I, I don't know that I finished my thought earlier, but the Lord, you know, the world teaches us to be independent, and then we learn about God, so we start, you know, really asking Him things. But then all of a sudden, uh, what I started doing was I was so independent because of worldly thinking that it was just me and God versus the world, which is better than not having God, but He showed me that there's an even better way when He said basically this. He said, most of the things that you need, you keep looking up for me, right. but you're missing the God that's inside of the person next next to you. In other words, I was missing that my supply and the answers that I need would come from you, would come from even my kids, and right. would come from friends and family at the church and everything. And I was missing that, and I didn't... You know, I wanted to, again, because the world teaches us so very well, I wanted to become an island and become isolated. And in doing that, I pushed away the source that right. God had right in the middle of our lives. And so what I love about this verse is when we get to a place where we are walking and fellowshipping in an intimacy with God, he tells us right here, five of us come together. Yeah. Two of us will help each other like we couldn't do alone. Five of us come together, we put a hundred to flight. You're talking about twenty times now. Right. You know, a hundred will let's see, a hundred will chase ten thousand. Now that's a hundred times. In other words, the more that we uh, reset, the more that we come into an intimacy with Christ, the sooner we put the enemy at flight i mean we get the enemy out of our lives if we will learn how to be unified in him and we just need to do that we literally become a majority just like that if we will get intimate with christ so if here's the thing you may be sitting at your house and and going to your church and you may be in an intimacy with god but i might not be and you might not be in other words, my majority status depends on each person making sure that they are in reset, that they are in an intimacy. So in other words, I, I not only desire for you to connect with Christ, I need you to connect with Christ. That's right. You need me to connect with Christ. I need Nicole to connect with Christ in an intimate 
fellowship. And so in other words, this is not just your walk with God. Well, me and God, we have our own relationship. I hear that a lot. No, no, no. This is not just about you because without you, we can't do everything that we're called to do. And if I'm not doing my part, then I'm letting you down. Whether I know you or not, it doesn't matter. So what I need to do is make sure that I change myself and I, I return back to that first love so that I can enter an intimacy. And whether I know it or not, whether I know all the connections that happen or not, you need me to do that, and I need you to do that, because this thing is all interconnected, and we are dependent on each other even when we don't think we are. I, I personally see people all the time that are making decisions and choices, and they're just going, well, it just affects me. Yeah. No, it doesn't. It affects everybody yeah. around you. Yeah, it's, well, it's important. You know, I know early on, I didn't think that I could make a difference because, you know, I didn't know the word the way Brian did, or I wasn't raised, you know, going to church all the time. Um, and I was astonished when I found out that I am the hands and feet of God's love. Right. You know, and I don't care who you are as a child of God, whether it's day one or day a thousand and one, whether you've preached in a pulpit or you've just, you know, gone to work flipping burgers. I don't care what you do. You are the hands and feet of God. You know, we're a vessel of his goodness. And if we don't go to him to be refilled with that love and that goodness, how do we pour it out to the rest of the world? Right. So we have to realize we truly have a role. God needs us in this world to yeah. get his love to other people. He designed it beautifully, you know, that, you know, he's the head, but we are the body. Well, if, he's, yes. if we're the body, then we are to take his love. We yes. are to take his goodness. But we have to have that reset fellowship because the world will try to just pull it right out of you. But as we stay connected to him, we have it poured right back in us yes. day after day. Each day, his promises, his mercy, his love is new for us every day. And as we turn back to him, we refill and we're able to shine it out on others, pour out that love on others. And it may be as simple as holding a door for someone. It may be giving them $5 so they can buy lunch. Or it may just be, you know, I had this the other day where I needed to go get dinner. We were going to have some guests and... God told me to go to a grocery store, and I was tired. I just wanted to go through a drive through I wanted to say, give me a bucket of chicken and throw it out the window, and I keep going. But God said, go to the grocery store. And I was like, all right, Lord. So I did, and I went to the grocery store and got all through the store, and I'm going, okay, that seems pointless. But as I'm paying, I hear a voice, and it was a voice I knew. And I turned around, and I spoke to this lady, and I said, hey, girl, what you buying me? And she said, Nothing, but I need to talk to you. Mm. And she had had a death in the family, and um, someone had told her something negative that didn't line up with the Word of God, and I was able to point her to a scripture that completely gave her utter peace. Yeah. And she was able to take that to the rest of the family, and in their times of just despair and tr- turmoil, they suddenly had the peace of God. And all I had to do was go to a grocery store. Yeah. This is how important it is being reset with God and hearing from him because just going to a grocery store changed that family because they were walking in utter despair and one act of obedience going to a grocery store gave her the peace that she needed to relay to many other people in her family. And 
I saw her later and I said, how are y'all doing? She goes, we don't understand why this happened, but we have such a sense of peace. Yeah. And it's, this is the importance of reset because you are making a difference. Whether you think it's small or not, you are making a huge difference That's in the right. lives of others. That's right. Well, and then what I'm <coughs> thinking right there is what if, um, what if you hadn't have been obedient to go to the store? Yeah. All right. So that's one thing. Now, would being obedient, would that have, would, would a lot of people look at your obedience to go pick up a bucket of chicken or go to the grocery store? Would they view that as, it's a personal choice. You can just do whatever yeah, you want. Yeah, just do whatever you want. Yeah. It doesn't matter. So a lot of people would say, that's just your own choice. All right. But it took obedience. Uh, what if you didn't hear to go to the store? Would that person have been blessed? No, you wouldn't have had anything to be obedient on. Right. Could you have heard if you weren't walking in an intimacy? Mm -mm. Would you walk in an intimacy if you didn't understand the need to reset? And now, would that person be lifted up had you not said, Lord, I take it as my responsibility to return back to my first love? And see, all of those things are things that most people will say, well, you just do whatever you want to do. It's a little decision. Yeah. I mean, it's just where you buy food tonight. But yet, when we give ourselves to God, when we present our lives as a living and holy sacrifice to God, and today we're talking about doing that by giving ourselves to our first love, by giving ourselves to that reset, that intimate fellowship with Jesus. When we give ourselves in that way, that opens the door for everything to fall in place so that the person that's hurting can be touched by the hands of Christ, which is you. Yeah. That's how important it is. And we can be doing these things all the time. And it's more than just a good idea. This is a commandment. This is something that we should see as so very, very important. And there's, you know, this scripture here in John 17 is verse 20 through 23 says, Jesus is talking here. He says, I do not ask, he's praying to the Father, I do not ask on behalf of these alone, in other words, these disciples that are sitting around me, but I, I'm asking for those also who believe in me through their word. So he's talking about every believer, every Christian. Verse 21, that they may all be one, even as you, Father, are in me and I in you, that they also may be in us, so that the world may believe that you sent me. This is amazing. So in other words, he's saying if we will get in reset, if we will unify in our need to be one with God, to be intimate with God in fellowship, then we can start to unify, all of us can start yeah. to unify, and it starts to prove to the world that's who right. Christ is and who sent him. Yeah. So this is more than just a, you know, well, yeah, that's a good idea. No, no, no. This is earth-shattering, world-changing stuff when individual believers start to decide, hey, I want to do what Christ says. I want to be the best that I can be. I want to be that good and faithful servant. Yeah. And then he goes on to say, uh, this is another uh, fruit of moving into that kind of unity. The glory which you have given me, I have given to them, that they may be one. Father, he's saying, just as we are one. 
this is, I'm like, wait a minute. I can be a part of the unity and the oneness that Christ and the Father have? That's exactly what it's talking about. And there's a glory from heaven poured out. And he says, and then he goes on to describe it even more. He says, I in them and you in me that they may be perfected in unity so the world may know that you sent me and loved them even as you have loved me. And see, here's the thing. I know, I know that a lot of people are desiring and wanting to be a force for God. Mm -hmm. But a lot of times what they're missing is they're just missing the unity. They're missing those pieces of, of God. Yeah. And what you need is simply to reset. Would you pray with me right now? Lord, I just ask you, I want to reset with you. I give you my heart. I give you my life. I present myself as a living and holy sacrifice. I believe that you died for me, that God brought you back to life for me. And right now, I make you my Lord. I reset with you, and I reset to majority. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. We enjoyed it. Have a great day. Thank you for joining Brian and Nicole on this week's broadcast of Connection. Connection is all about connecting you more intimately with Jesus. Through that, we want to help you find your joy again and really live. Contact us or watch more shows online at connectionshow.org. We love you. Have a great week.